When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Everyone, this is your host Ethan back with Nuggets Nation. This is episode 29, and I'm here to recap the Denver Nuggets Golden State Warriors game. This was game two of two for the Denver Nuggets on their road trip. The first game was against the Portland Trailblazers, which they won this past Friday, and tonight they were able to beat the Golden State Warriors 119 to 103. This was a really, really good game from the Denver Nuggets. I was really impressed with. The team, from start to finish, to be honest, though they didn't start the game the best, they closed really well, and on top of that, they kept their composure throughout the course of the game, and that is what led them to victory. The first quarter, the Warriors kind of blitzed them and outscored the Nuggets 36-30. to I thought the Nuggets even closed the first quarter pretty well, to be honest, considering how the game was going. Klay Thompson was on fire in the first half, especially in the first quarter. I believe in the first quarter he had 14 or 16 points on four threes. He was really making a difference for the Denver or for the Golden State Warriors, and a lot of his three points that he made in the first half were off missed shots previously. And I've talked about how one of the Denver Nuggets' weaknesses this season has been getting rebounds off three-point shots, and they struggled with that tonight, especially in the first half. Not as much in the second half, but it stood out tremendously in the first half to me. There was one possession in particular in the first half where. The Denver Nuggets had an opportunity to rebound the ball twice, didn't get it, led to both offensive rebounds, the first offensive rebound. So the sequence play here to just backtrack was the Warriors missed a three-point shot, they got the offensive rebound, missed a three-point shot, got the offensive rebound, made a three-point shot. And whenever you give a team three opportunities to score, they're going to score the majority of the time, especially a team like the Golden State Warriors who have some of the best shooters in the league on their team. They're not going to miss three times in a row, especially when it was a wide-open three for Klay Thompson in this scenario. So that was rather poor in the first half, though the Nuggets were able to turn this game around due to their defense, which started in the second quarter through the fourth quarter. The second through fourth quarter, they didn't allow more than 26 a quarter. The second quarter, they allowed 25. The third quarter, they allowed 26. And in the fourth quarter, they allowed 16 points. So the defense really turned up a notch after the first quarter, and after having watched the first quarter, my internal assessment was that they just needed to play better defense. I was thought the offense was all right. It was a little stagnant, a little bit, but it was fine. Nothing to be too concerned about. 
And then the defense just had to be better. And I, I had faith that it would come in order for the Nuggets to win, and they delivered upon that. But most importantly, like Michael Malone talked about after the end of the first quarter, how the Nuggets are going to make their shots. And we all know that. They're a very, very good offensive team, and they're a very good shooting team. But the defense is what they needed to be better at after the first quarter, and they did exactly that. And Michael Malone was exactly correct in his assessment of his team and where they needed to improve upon. So I thought that was really cool to see Michael Malone say that because not often do you see a coach talk about in-game at least maybe post-game or pre-game they allude to it but in-game talk about how we know we're going to do this but we just need to do this better in specifically as he did oftentimes it's not so specific so I thought that was quite noteworthy to be honest but moving on from there Nikola Jokic was absolutely tremendous tonight he is in my eyes cementing himself to be the frontrunner for MVP if he's not already, to be honest. And I know we're not chasing another MVP. That's not the goal. It's a bonus, 100%. It's just a bonus. I'm making that super clear. We're chasing the goal of winning another ring. That is that is the goal, as I sit here podcasting right now. So that's what we're going after. But Nikola Jokic had his third straight triple-double to start the All-Star break, which is tremendous. And I saw this stat... I think that he was the only one to do it with 15 straight rebounds in each game, which is absolutely tremendous, and 14-plus uh, assists. He had 16 assists tonight to go along with 16 rebounds and 32 points. So let me recap that line to make it a little more concrete and clear. 32 points, 16 rebounds, two of which were offensive, and 16 assists to go with four steals. He was really good um, defensively tonight with one block, two turnovers, and three fouls. 13 of 24 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. The Nuggets were tremendous from the free throw line tonight. They were 22 of 26, which equals 84.6%. That is something that had to be better. And I want to revisit my three keys that I had for today's game in my last episode that I talked about. And the first one was the Nuggets need 10 or less turnovers. Check. They hit 10. They needed to defend... OKC, not OKC, geez. The Golden State Warriors, three-point shooting, and they did that pretty well, I would say. They Golden State was 11 of 34, shooting for 32.4% from three. And I said the Nuggets need to also execute in their half-court offense and limit the Warriors' transition. And the Nuggets were pretty good in the half-court offense. I thought to close the stretches of the latter two minutes of the second third and fourth quarter they were really good in those stretches specifically the 14-0 run they went on to close the second quarter was tremendous they went from they were down 61 to 47 to tying it 61 to 61 so that was huge and then they started the third quarter I believe on a 5-0 run I think it was what it was and then they went up 10 I believe at one point 75 to 65 is what the score was I think in the third quarter and then from there the Nuggets really just never looked back and there were so many key players in today's game, which I'll get into right now, but the Nuggets, it was a really complete effort. It really made me happy and positive to watch because my belief in my podcast that aired yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, um, was that the Nuggets, in my gut, I believe can repeat. And I said, because they have the best player in the world and they have arguably the best starting lineup in the league. And on top of that, they have 
two key bench players in Peyton Watson and Christian Braun. And then Reggie Jackson is a veteran player whose defense is going to be potentially a liability in the playoffs. His offense hopefully can be somewhat consistent. And then you got to unquestion like a very question, big question mark in a guy like Zeke Naji. And I said Zeke Naji has deserved to be in the rotation following his two games after the All-Star break and today continued to prove that he deserves to be in the rotation. And for those who might have questioned Michael Malone's decision to say that Zeke Naji is going to be the ninth man in the rotation to close the final 27 games after the All-Star break, we're now three and in, three in after the All-Star break, 3-0, and oh, so great start. I, for one, was slightly questioning that decision. I don't think DeAndre Jordan is a better play, to be honest. I don't know what the better play would have been. I think it's him. Like He's a guy who's athletic, who can play the four or the five, stretch it out at the five, and give good bench minutes with Aaron Gordon playing at the four, not having to play Aaron Gordon at the five. And on top of that, he can alleviate Nikola Jokic, and he's done exactly that. He played 12 minutes tonight. He even saw fourth quarter minutes, which was huge. Christian Braun was huge in today's game. He had 20 points, seven points, or 20 minutes, sorry, 20 minutes, not 20 points. He had 20 minutes on seven points. He was really impressive on three of seven shooting. His shooting numbers are never going to be what's impressive. He had three rebounds, two of which were offensive, so really strong on the glass. I thought his defense was huge tonight. He had a few key possessions where he just guarded the player really well. Brandon Pazinski for one possession. He made him like double clutch layup on his left-hand side, which is a strong side, and miss. And it was a shot that he'd probably make the majority of the time, but just Christian Braun made it just that much more difficult with his hand in his face just to contest right there and then there was another player too that really stood out from Christian Braun and just his confidence I thought on the one three that he did make it was a really really beautiful play from Nuggets in the half court offense with Nikola Jokic starting it and then passing to the player who passed it to Christian Braun and usually that's like KCP or Michael Porter Jr. taking that shot in the wing where he took it and it was a wide open shot that he should make but he made the shot and early in the season I would just feel like he had missed that shot a little more consistently and not only that whether he made it or missed it he made it which is very nice for the Nuggets and it was a big shot a good momentum booster for the Nuggets he shot the ball with confidence and a lot of what I was asking of Christian Braun and Peyton Watson to do consistently in December and January when they were running into a bit of a wall and just like a lack of rhythm was to just play more consistently and good things will come and they both of them have been playing more consistently lately especially out the all-star break and good things have come and I think it's really cool to watch because the Christian Braun and Peyton Watson we saw tonight are two key guys that are going to make a difference for the Nuggets in the playoffs and it was a really complete effort and then throw that alongside Zeke Naji, who made a positive difference in today's game three trustworthy guys off the bench and Reggie Jackson, a proven veteran. Like that is a really good nine man rotation along with good starters in today's game. So I was really, really impressed with the Denver Nuggets. This was maybe one of the most impressive games for me this season, to be honest, at least in terms of how we were utilizing the players. And now we'll get into more specific players beyond Nicola. Jamal Murray was a dog tonight. Absolute beast, big time shot maker. As the announcer said, he's always been a big time shot maker. I know we know that as Nuggets fans, but you know, this game was on national TV, rightfully so. The Nuggets are incredibly good as the Warriors are good as well. Not incredibly good, but they're good. And Jamal Murray put on a show right alongside Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray had 27 points, 9 to 16 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 6 to 6 from the line. With four rebounds, one of those being offensive, three assists, four turnovers, one block, plus 18. I thought he was really good. For a guy who started the game 0-3 shooting, he really turned it around going 9-13 from that point forward. So that's really, really impressive. And then 
he just kept making big shots. Like he made so many tough shots on Steph Curry, on Brandon Przinsky, Gary Payton. It didn't really matter who was guarding him. He continued to make these tough shots and that's exactly who he is, like I just said, and like the announcers talked about. And Jamal Murray is that guy. And he proved tonight that he's healthy 100%. He got his needed rest. I'm glad he took the game off in Portland because they needed him for today's game. And maybe he's not playing back-to-backs the rest of the season, and that's okay because we need him healthy for the playoffs, and we need him performing like he did tonight in the playoffs. And then I would say the Nuggets' third-best player, and this was a tough assessment, but I'd say it was Aaron Gordon. He had 17 points, six rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. He was 7 to 10 shooting, 0 of 3 from three, and 3 of 5 from the free throw line. Aaron Gordon was tremendous tonight. He was really physical offensively, which was where most of his points were deep down inside the paint. And he made a few tough jumpers, which was impressive. And then on top of that, just his presence defensively was huge. He had three steals and one block. He was all over defensively. He was guarding Steph Curry. He was guarding Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga. He was guarding so many different players and doing an excellent job on all of them. And KCP was the guy I was debating between for the third best player for the Denver Nuggets. I just, he played such good defense on Steph Curry today and he might win Defensive player of the game for the Denver Nuggets in the post in the locker room. Michael Malone, for those who don't know, he gives out a little chain for defensive player of the game. The Nuggets have been doing it all season. I like it. It's fun. It talks about defense and not offense. It's defense and offense is what's so commonly talked about in today's NBA. And it kind of gets lost in the mix of the season. It's a long 82-game season. But the Nuggets won last year on their defense, and they're going to win this year again on their defense. And tonight they won on their defense. So... Either of those guys are probably going to win it. Maybe Nikola Jokic will win it. I don't know. Michael Malone loves to give it to good defensive guys. And KCP had a great defensive game. He had a good offensive game, too. He had 13 points on 5-9 and nine shooting for three assists, two rebounds. But he did such a tremendous job guarding Steph Curry. Steph Curry did not have a good game by his standards. And, I mean, I don't think he had a good game either. Steph Curry had 20 points, 6-19 and 19 shooting, so he did not shoot the ball well tonight. He was 1-10 from three, so he shot the ball horrible from three. And 7 of 8 from the free throw line, he gifted the Nuggets a missed free throw, which he rarely does. So that was, thank you, Steph Curry, for that. We're thankful for you in that regard. <laughs> but on a serious note, uh, Jonathan Kaminga was good tonight for the Warriors. He was 5 of 10 shooting for twenty for 19 points in 25 minutes. He had 9 of 13 from the free throw line. He got to the free throw line a lot tonight. He was aggressive, and I think when Jonathan Kaminga is aggressive, he's a really good player. And the times in which he was settling for shots, as an Nuggets fan, I'm always going to take Jonathan Kaminga settling for shots just because he's not a proven shooter just yet. Will he make some shots? Absolutely. But I'd much rather him shooting than driving to the basket. Steph Curry played 32 minutes. I thought that was a bit light, honestly, for him in, in what was probably a must-win game for the Golden State Warriors. They're at home against the Denver Nuggets, who have beat you all three times so far this season. You don't want to get swept by them. Just for the demoralizing factor that that is. And it's a home game, and like you need to win. You're 29-27 and 27 now. They were 29-26 and 26 entering this game, and you don't get that many more home games left. You've played 31 home games, which is a lot. So they only have 11 more home games this season with 26 outstanding games. So... 15 of their 26 are on the road. So you got to win the home games because road games are tough. And the Warriors did not do that. Klay Thompson had 23 points, I believe, all of which were in the first half, which is kind of shocking, but that's kind of the player he's become. He's a rather inconsistent player now. He was on fire, and that's no discredit to Klay Thompson, but 
I used to be a big fan of Clay Thompson actually growing up as a kid. I really liked watching him and Steph Curry play. I thought they were just such good players and obviously they I don't want to say they are still great players. Steph Curry is still absolute tremendous superstar. Clay Thompson has fallen off 100%. He's still a solid player. I think he even can use the term good. I don't think he's really good, but he's good. He comes off the bench, so take that for what you will. And no, but those two guys are just great shooters, and you can never, never discredit them. And like Jokic said, the Warriors are champions. Though they didn't win last year, they are champions. They've won four times in eight years, so they are to not be underestimated. I believe it's four in eight years. It's four in eight or four in nine. It doesn't matter. They had a dynasty. Whether they're exiting the dynasty this year or it's been exited last year, it doesn't really matter. The Warriors are a tough team to match up against. Two to their shooting, and the Nuggets have done an excellent job this season holding Steph Curry to less than his averages in these games, and they've it's led to victories in all four games this year. So really, really impressive from the Denver Nuggets, and just positives all around. Like, I was really, really impressed. I thought the rotations were really impressive. One rotation that stood out to me in this game, it was in the fourth quarter. It was late third or early fourth. I can't remember exactly. And the lineup was Reggie Jackson. It was late fourth because Jokic played the entire third. As I say this out loud, I'm recognizing. So it was in the fourth quarter. Um, the five guys they had on the floor for the Denver Nuggets were Reggie Jackson, Jamal Murray. So they're running a two-point guard lineup. Stunting the bench unit, which what they've been doing. So that was typical. Michael Porter in there. He's played sometimes with the bench unit. Kind of just depends the rotation. With Aaron Gordon, which was not super typical. With Zeke Nashi. And I'm curious to know like how many minutes that lineup has played together this season. I can't imagine it's a lot. Because Zeke Nagy has not really seen the floor much previous the past three games, to be honest. I was really happy with his role, and I think he deserves to continue to see the floor. But um, something I'm going to check into and tell you guys by the end of this episode was the lineup that was used in that instance, like how they performed. I, I just think those are always interesting things and something that I love to think about as someone who tries to analyze the game and bring you unique ways to analyze and just like bring forth good information. I think it's important to figure out what lineups worked well, what lineups didn't work well. And I thought that lineup worked really well with Jokic off the floor. Jokic, when Jokic is off the floor, the Nuggets always kind of just, you got to hold pat. You got to hold steady. And you don't necessarily always have to do better than what you were doing. As long as you can like hold steady and hold whatever is going on, just the score doesn't change more than two, three points. You're in a good spot because when Jokic gets back on the floor, the on-off swing that he brings is tremendous. He's like plus nine, I think, or something ridiculous like that when he's on and off the floor. And that means he creates nine points per 100 possessions. So he'd create 109 per 100, which is tremendous. And... He is such a good player that if you're winning by six or you're winning by nine and you then are winning by two when he comes checks back in, that's not good. But if you're winning by eight, let's say when he's off the floor and you come back in and you're up six, like that, that's that's good. You you hold serve and you, you did exactly what you needed to do. So I thought that was really impressive. Uh, and I, I really like the rotations today out of Mike Malone. I think that's something to be noteworthy of. I think that lineup that I was just alluding to, I think is a lineup that we could see in the playoffs, to be honest. I'm going through the play-by-play on my f- on my iPad right now because I try to look on the NBA app or NBA.com, whatever, same thing, and 
it sometimes it, it will tell you like how lineups are, but I think it might be too soon after the game. So it's not there yet, but by the time I edit this episode and publish, hopefully it's there to give you guys that information and I'll edit, I'll re-record that and edit back in. But if not, I'm a little confused as to why, but I'm going through play by play right now just to like see what they did in the start of the fourth quarter and the Nuggets, they started the ball in the fourth quarter. They missed a possession or Jamal Murray missed a shot. Zeke Nagy got an offensive rebound. He missed the layup. Then the Nuggets forced a turnover. Aaron Gordon got a steal. He then had an offensive charge. Brandon Pazinski is, I got to shout him out. I know he didn't have the best statistical game or he might not even have had his best game, but for a rookie, I thought the guy's really advanced in terms of his game. His IQ his IQ stands out when you watch him. And I don't watch a ton of Warriors basketball. I do watch him from time to time because I'm a Steph Curry guy. I think he's I think he's fun to watch. And so I've seen Brandon Pazinski play a good amount this season. And with that, what stood out to me is his cutting is tremendous for such a young player. He turned 21, I think today is what they said, or just recently. And his cutting stands out, his defense stands out, his help defense is what really stands out on defense. Like when guys are like especially when they're running pick and rolls, when they were crashing on the pick and roll, like in drop coverage, like where he was, I thought that stood out to me. And in terms of like his rotations, like rotating when he defensively when the Nuggets were swinging the ball, watching him rotate around was really impressive. And then finally, like his ability to draw charges was, is tremendous. I know he's one of the leading leaders this year in drawing charges for the league. And he had a really good charge against Aaron Gordon in this instance that I'm talking about right now. But following that sequence, it was very like kind of choppy to start the fourth quarter. A lot of misses. But the Nuggets, Nuggets were, I'm looking right now, they were... Had two, Wiggins made a three, then they had another two, so they were plus one, then minus one because the Warriors hit a two. Then they made a bucket, so they were plus one, and then Nikola Jokic came back in, so they went plus one to start the fourth quarter without Nikola Jokic, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. He came checked back in at the 7.55 mark in the fourth quarter, and so for the first four minutes and five seconds of the fourth quarter, you went plus one without Nikola Jokic. That is That is huge. That is absolutely tremendous for the Denver Nuggets and Zeke Nagy stayed in and I thought that was so cool because I thought when Jokic came back in Zeke Nagy was going to come out and following right when Jokic checked in he had such a beautiful beautiful assist to Zeke Nagy in the fast break Draymond Green so it looked like initially Jokic wanted to lob it to Zeke Nagy on the two-on-one in the fast break didn't Draymond Green went up to cover Jokic and he was probably at the elbow or the free throw line at this point in time fakes like he's like almost yearling for a floater and then lobs it to Zeke Nagy and like I was faked out I know I follow the DNVR guys and girls I like them a lot and I saw Harrison Wynn tweeted out that he was even faked out too and I laughed because I was like so was I and I think so is the cameraman it was such a sweet assist such a sweet dime Jokic is on such a groove and in such a rhythm right now following the all-star break and man what a fun player he is to watch like what a joy it is that he is on our team I'm so thankful I'm so grateful that he's on our team and yeah it, 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 there's not many words to describe his greatness I'm I like every podcast I do it's like fuck man like 
there's only so much you can say about Nikola Jokic. He's a two-time MVP. I believe he's on his way to winning his third MVP. He's the defending NBA champions. He's the defending finals MVP in an effort to repeat. And I believe at the end of the season, Jokic is going to have three MVPs, two finals MVPs, and two rings in a back-to-back. And he's going to, like, hopefully I don't regret those words, but I, I really do believe that he can do it. And I think he's having such a great season. It's kind of gone untalked about honestly like the Nuggets have really not been talked about this season I they're I still think fourth in the west because the Clippers are actively playing right now they play the Sacramento Kings on ESPN I'm not watching but I will watch when I'm done editing and recording this podcast but yeah they're still fourth in the west they're game and a half back first place and they've played they've played two more games than the Clippers so hopefully the Clippers lose tonight to the Kings but we'll see but the Nuggets, this was a big game for them, and this was a really big game for the Nuggets because the Nuggets, this, I would say this is game one of six, of a huge six-game stretch for the Nuggets. So they got this one on the road. This was really impressive. They get two days off following this little two-game road trip. So they'll play the Sacramento Kings at home this Wednesday at 7 p.m. The Nuggets are going to look to win that game. They've lost all three games to the Kings this year, so... It's kind of important to just win that game. They also beat you at your home court two weeks ago to the day, so in an ugly game. So the Nuggets are going to want revenge for that. And then to preview the schedule a little bit following that game, they play the Miami Heat in a back-to-back. So they play Wednesday of this week at home against the Kings. They play Thursday this week at home against the Miami Heat, which is a rematch of the NBA Finals. So that should be a great game. And that closes out their February schedule. So that is games two and three, respectively, of the tough six-game stretch. They then go back on the road to face the Los Angeles Lakers on ABC on Saturday, March 2nd. And then they come back home to face off against the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday, March 5th on TNT. And then they face the Boston Celtics on Thursday, March 7th on TNT as well. So four of the next five games are home, which is huge. Two of the six were on the road. So if you could just beat the Warriors on the road. Is huge just to start the sixth game off with a win and continue our little win streak now. We have three wins in a row, so it's almost like that losing streak's fully in the mirror, in our back view mirror, and we're not even thinking about that anymore. But they got some really tough teams in this stretch. The Suns are playing really well lately. They're 34 and 24. The Boston Celtics are a fucking wagon. They're so good. They're 45 and 12. They're incredibly good. Nuggets beat Boston in Boston this year. The Nuggets have also beat the Suns this year so far. They've only played once, but that game was in Phoenix. The, they played the Suns twice more. They're both in Denver. So I'm going to try to go to one of those two games. Tickets are expensive, but I do really want to see either Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant, Tevin Booker, and maybe Bradley Beal if he plays. I know he was injured, but hopefully it's not too significant where he won't play. That's still a little bit a ways away, but it's important to just keep an eye on and know. But that is the Nuggets' upcoming five-game stretch now. 3-0 to start the All-Star break, 24 more games to go, and playing well. I said, here's what we need following the All-Star break, entering the All-Star break, and then exiting the All-Star break. I also echoed the same message just to recap and make sure it was concrete, but I said, I think bare minimum for the Nuggets is 17 and 10. And I know that's a tough barometer. 17 and 10 is still really good. But I think maybe best case scenario is 20 and 7. And I think if you go 20 and 7, you're competing a little bit for that first seed potentially, I believe, because I think those extra wins are going to be against teams like the Timberwolves 
and the Clippers. And you play the Timberwolves three times, and you play the Clippers once more. And if you can go three and one in those games, that's huge because whatever, whoever the loss is to, it's still really good, whichever three games you want in combination. So that's huge. And the Nuggets just continue, need to continue to stack wins. And they've been excellent at home this year. They have the second best home court record behind the Boston Celtics. So the fact that they have four of their next five tough games are at home is tremendous for the Denver Nuggets. The Kings, the Heat, the Suns, and the Celtics, that's huge. And they get the Jazz at home too, but I just didn't include that in the five tough games that are upcoming. So that's just noteworthy. And for those who do not already know, I'm doing a giveaway. I'm giving away a free Nikola Jokic jersey for my five, one of my 500 subscribers. All you have to do is subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you choose to do so and leave a review. I'm just going to start to add that. I would love to see some reviews. That'd be really cool just to see some positive reviews from those who listen to my podcast. I would highly appreciate them. And if you do write a review and send it to me, I will work with you to do a smaller giveaway. Not a Jokic jersey that is too much to do for someone who leaves a review, but I can do a smaller giveaway just to show that I appreciate you. And I do. I really appreciate all those who listen to my podcast. And feel free to always leave comments and interact with me. I'm always happy to hear feedback from my audience. I've Really love you guys, and I really appreciate that you enjoy the content I bring. So I'm going to do a special episode soon because I'm nearing 30 episodes, which is crazy to think about. But around episode 50, which hopefully will be this season, I'm going to do a giveaway. That's not a Yokish jersey. That will just be solely for that episode. It's going to be an interactive element on social media, so stay tuned for that. But Make sure, if you haven't already, subscribe and follow, like I mentioned, and check out all my other episodes. There's tons of great content to share and watch. Share with your friends, share with your family, whoever enjoys the Denver Nuggets and enjoys basketball. This is a great podcast. And on that note, have a wonderful day. Go Nuggets, and let's get our homestand started off with a win.